Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. We have another special episode today. It is an interview. And this interview is with my former client, Maria, who is also now a coach. So you will find throughout the the journey of the interview that when we first started working together, she was not a coach. She uh, was in her graduate program for industrial organizational psychology, and she was wanting support in terms of her next steps for her career. So you'll hear more about her journey, her transformations in terms terms of how she was able to land an incredible job, her dream job at that time, how she was able to use coaching tools to transform that organization's culture, and as an impact, how it was able to help increase revenue for that company. So this is the power of coaching, you all. It's not just about feeling good, though that obviously is important in itself, It's also about the tangible impact that coaching has on yourself and those around you, including the company with which you work. So that is something that you'll find in this episode as well. And as a reminder, for those of you all who are coaches or who are wanting to become a coach, the Soul Activation Coach Certification is now officially open for enrollment. In this certification, you will learn how to coach at the level of the soul. This means that we don't just coach on the mind. We bring the mind into the conversation, but it's guided by the soul. And when we know how to coach at both the level of the mind and the soul, what we do is we know how to help ourselves find alignment and help our clients find alignment as well. And this lets us make decisions from a place that feels good to us and take action from a place that is us fully showing up in our own element, in our own truth, and making big moves as we do it. The link to enroll is in the show notes, or you can go to my homepage, beliefseed.com, and you'll see a spot where you can click to learn more and to enroll in the Soul Activation Coach Certification. All right, let's have you go ahead now and dive into the interview with Maria. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm really appreciating your time and to get to share your journey. I think it will inspire others who are looking to get more connected with themselves and wanting to show up for them in their career, in their work. So this will be a great way to do that. And if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself so people know who we're talking to. Yes. Hi. It's, thank you so much for having me. It's I, I feel so excited to be here. You know, I have been um, thinking this morning, like, that's lately I have been making decisions on based on like, what would be fun mm. and being with you here today feels so fun. So thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yes. Thank you. 
Yeah, so my name is Maria Tolstich. I am an embodiment coach. I help women embody their sexuality. And um, I think we'll take, we'll talk later about what it actually means, but in a nutshell, that is me. Oh, thank you. And I love hearing the introduction too, because having known you for several years now and just seeing the growth and the transformation and the direction that you're in the business that you've created, it's so inspiring, but I want people to know this journey too. So let's go back to when we first started working together back when you were getting your master's degree and I had reached out seeing who was interested in coaching. And I'm curious to know what was it that led you to decide, yes, I'm interested. Yes, that's a great question. So I think it was the second year of graduate school. And um, I think I was in therapy for about five or six years at that point. So, you know, I was also like a yoga teacher. I was meditating. I had the yoga practice. So I had a lot of tools to manage stress. And as no, you and I finished the same graduate program. So you know that it's stressful. Like there is a lot of pressure there. And at that time, not being familiar with coaching and then in my mind, I definitely had much more pressure and much more stress in my life. So receiving that invitation from you was like, I don't know, a sacred invitation that really resonated with me on some level. I think it was mostly probably an intuitive decision where I thought, okay, there is someone that is offering help. And the voice, like the tone of the email that I received felt so welcoming and nurturing. So I think intuitively my body, my soul was a yes to it. Now it's kind of like now looking back, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was a yes to it. But at that time it was like, there sounds like this person can help me and wants to help me. So I'm going to say yes and see what it's about because I, until that point, wasn't exposed to coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And so you shared that you had been doing therapy and that the program was quite stressful. Are there other things that you tried to help in addition to therapy to help with managing some of the pressure? Yes, definitely. Uh, You know, meditation, I had the regular like spiritual practice. So every morning there was a meditation, some kind of breath work. Um, I don't think I was doing some journaling, but not to the extent definitely that I do now. I would say that, yes. So like managing my mind, but in a very different way, more in like just focusing it instead of, I don't know if I'm like just going forward in what we're going to be discussing, but in comparison to coaching that helps you really understand it and move forward. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Cause I think we hear the phrase managing our minds and we all have definitions of what that is. And if we haven't experienced coaching before, and also maybe depending on the type of coach you have, it can seem like this process of control, how to control the mind, how to control the thoughts, how how to get everything perfect and in its place. And that is not what it is because you will lose that battle. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I was doing before coaching. <laughs> and it yeah. didn't work. <laughs> yeah, we try to make it into this beautifully organized file system as if you can get it in that way, but really our mind is presenting these thoughts to us. It's not that we are the thoughts or that we're controlling each and every thought. And I think sometimes when we think of it in that way, we start to beat up on ourselves for not understanding why we aren't thinking better, which just, 
you use your mind against you in that case. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I agree with you 100%. That's such a beautiful description of what mind management is. And I definitely have been in the shoes of controlling, trying to control every aspect of my life, which eventually led to big breakdown. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't work. And also have been in the shoes of beating myself up for not managing, not controlling, not, not, not managing, not controlling my mind better. So thank you for speaking to those things. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you're not alone in, in the breakdown stage. I I've been there as well, where you just get to a point where you realize you can, you literally cannot control it. And the more efforts you put into it, the worse you feel about yourself. Cause you can't do this thing you think you're supposed to do. That is impossible. So you just got to let go and you got to release. And often that looks like a crumbling or what people call the dark night of the soul, this experience of surrender. Yeah. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's interesting. I think it kind of like comes and goes in cycles or in waves. So because growth is a continuous process and there's a, a certain point that I, in my growth process, eventually get to where all the beliefs and concepts of, of myself that I had before get to die. And it feels like <laughs> a little death. And then I get reborn and things get much better. It's permission for us all to see we can let go. We can say goodbye. And it doesn't make it easy. I'm not trying to diminish the emotions and the processing that comes with that, but it is a part of this process. And I feel like I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but the more we do that, the more we let ourselves evolve, the more we let ourselves identity and then let go and shed and continually do this cycle, the richer this life can be. I agree with you 100%. And it also is looking back at my experience in coaching and growth that the more we let go of control and trying to control and um, go into the experience of surrendering and accepting that this is the cycle of life and the cycle of growth, the easier it becomes. Like the suffering stops. You just get, I don't want to say you like, you like get to the point, but it becomes easier and easier to just be in this flow of little deaths and rebirths and they don't hurt as much. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, underneath it all, the you that's energetic, that's beyond it is still there. Like you still have that aspect, even though these identities are shedding all around you. Yes, you definitely get a really good way to describe it. There's this awareness that is you, right? That we refer to as the soul or like the inner being. And then there's like the, the part that is the human experience of like having the emotions and the thoughts and the identity that's, that is the one that's changing. Mm, Yes. Okay. So I'd love to hear a little bit more. What are some takeaways or experiences you had from us working together that you'd like to share? Oh my God. I still remember like the biggest aha that I had that has been with me since then and has changed my life forever. It's the understanding that my thoughts create my reality. It was so big. It's, I, 
so this is how it happened. Even be- before you and I worked together, I was listening to, you know, like Brenna Brown books. And she talks about the story, the story we're telling ourselves. And I mean, I was listening to the books and I was like, okay, I understand the story I'm telling myself like conceptually, but I didn't have the experienced knowledge of that. And so when you when you and I worked together, when I was still in graduate school, I remember having this moment. I was in my mentor's office and we were talking about my thesis and she said something. And I remember leaving her office and having so much anxiety. And I came to my office and I sat down. I was like, okay, let me write down my thoughts because that's what we worked about, right? Thoughts, separate thoughts from the feelings and then see how that influences actions. And so I wrote down my thoughts and I looked at them and I was like, okay, what actually happened? Like, what was, what's the circumstance here, right? (laughs) What are my thoughts? And let me separate the two. And it was so groundbreaking for me to see that like there's two sentences in there that actually happened. And the rest of the page was stuff (laughs) that I made up. And I was like, oh my God. And then I started going down, you know, the models like, oh, so the thought, this story created this feeling. And then when I feel anxiety, this is how I act towards my mentor, right? This is the actions that I take. And this is the result that I create, right? I don't remember exactly what my thought was, but something along the lines that like, she hates me. (laughs) And like through my actions or like she thinks I'm a bad student. And then through my actions, I would be creating that experience, but that's because it's true, but because I believed that. And it was, it just blew my mind and changed my life forever. Because then I was also able to understand that, okay, so if this is true, then I can also think different thoughts and create different reality. And wow, how empowering is that? Mm. Yeah. And so I know we'll maybe get into that later in how in our other experiences, coaching and how translated it in my job. But that's like, I feel like that's the biggest knowledge that changed my life forever and that I've carried out into the world since then in every way I could because it's groundbreaking and everyone used to know about it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. I can so relate to that. And there is such a difference between reading it and conceptualizing it and hearing the words and even saying the words, but to know it. And what I'm hearing in you is knowing in your bones and your body, this is truth. Because you saw it. And that's that to me is the power of coaching because you get to see the things that you didn't know were there, that you were not that you were intentionally trying to hide them from yourself, but you just didn't know to look there. You didn't know to look in that way. Yeah. Yes. It's so powerful. And like, I love thinking about that because. Yeah, it just gives me goosebumps and like realization how much, like you're saying, how much power coaching has. Yeah. Like life changing, literally. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, and since that point, I mean, your career has expanded so much. So you graduated master's program. I remember uh, we did some coaching too, in terms of what, from a career perspective, you wanted to pursue. Uh, Do you want to share a little more about that part of your career journey? Yeah, like b- before I got that job, my first job, or when I got it already. How about right when you're getting that job? When I was getting that job. 
Yeah. So I think that what I'm remembering is that we worked around like what kind of job ideally what I want, what kind of experience. And I remember wanting autonomy. I remember wanting specific like amount of money and um having impact. And somehow that is exactly the job that I created, you know, and that was the the only one job that I got an offer for. Like there was so many jobs that I applied for and so many of them probably weren't that. And somehow through the power of thoughts as, you know, looking back now and like having an intention that this is the type of job that I want, I created a job where I had a lot of autonomy, where I could create a lot of impact, where I could utilize my skills and talents, where I was listened to and when I paid, was getting paid exactly what I wanted. Yes. So that's before getting the job, right? That's <laughs> like creating the, the experience. Uh, and and mm-hmm. yeah, for, for those listening, take this note, because if you are applying for jobs and you're not hearing back, you don't have to make that mean that something went wrong, that you're wrong, that you're not doing it right. Perhaps the job that you're meant to have is coming, is on its way. And it just takes you continually showing up from that energy to create it for you. Yes. Yes. That is so important what you're saying right now. It's, and it's, it was very important for me to remember then. And, you know, when I started my own business, it also became like a new growth level, of course, but also very important to believe that having that belief in yourself and in your vision that comes before the result and being in it and continuously practicing the belief and the thoughts and then see it come to fruition. And that's, it's just magic, magic, mm-hmm. magic wand is here. And it's called coming. <laughs> I love that phrase. Oh my goodness. Okay. So then what was next for you? Well, next I got the job, right? Next I got the job. And I remember as I was studying it, you reached out and we started working together again. And I, um, I remember being a little bit, it was my first time investing in coaching, right? Like that. And I remember being a little bit fearful around like, investing money in something that I was like, what am I investing money in? (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't remember what you said exactly, but there was something that you said in our consultation that made it so clear to me that like helped me see the value of it very clearly, even though my mind was making up another story. I wish I remembered what it was. I don't. I just remember the feeling of clarity that I received from you in terms of what creates my results and how coaching can help me create the new thoughts and the new beliefs. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I, if it, even though I felt scared and uncertain, it, it felt like internal yes. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I started this new job. And like I said, it was the job of my dreams and it's, was very challenging in a way that's, you know, I was like the only IO psychologist in the company. I was tasked with like, there you go, transform this company. We need to, we need to transform our culture and create more teamwork and we need more profit and all of these things. And I'm like the only person and there is a thousand people company. 
So no small task. <laughs> no, no task. And so that's what you and I worked on. You helped me understand that I remember like recovering perfectionist here, having these beliefs around that I need to know everything, everything in the whole world to create results, to help people, to support people. And you helped me see that it's like, it's an impossible task. I cannot know everything and helped me see that what I know is enough mm-hmm. and that I can trust myself that what I know is enough and that if there is something that I don't know, I can find out and that I can go and actually make mistakes. And, you know, if it doesn't work, we'll try something else, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I remember that being very impactful for me. And um, there was something else. And the piece around, you know, like guilt and shame that also I also really enjoyed, (laughs) enjoyed, not enjoyed, but um, had a tendency to, like, I'm sure many people shame myself for doing something wrong and not wanting to be making mistakes. And you helped me get past that and realize that it's a part of human experience to make mistakes. It's like a part of growth. It's And particularly, I think, when it comes to coaching and people who want to grow, like coaching tech takes you to a, like an exponential growth on an exponential growth trajectory that you cannot accomplish on your own. You can just make these giant jumps, leaps in your growth. And it does require you to make mistakes and fail and like do things that don't work. And that was another very important piece for me that also like is still with me to this day, right? And yeah. particularly in that situation, it was crucial to like be in that space and having your support too, because when things were coming up and I like was feeling resistant, I was feeling scared and anxiety, you helped me work through those thoughts and come back to my center, come back to myself and start trusting myself again. Mm, Because it's so easy to make those emotions that don't feel good mean something's wrong with us. But if we can just use the emotions for what they are, guidance posts to see where we're at and come back to trust, come back to that over and over again, we can use those mistakes to actually build our resilience, build our ability to be there for us. We, Like you mentioned, we need the mistakes we need them to show us how we can keep going, how we're there always for ourselves. Yes. Thank you for saying that. That's, yeah, that really resonates that it's like the building, the resilience, that it's the mistakes that like, they make you stronger. They make you bigger. They make you see your potential more. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then it comes to, is it even a mistake then? Or was that the right way that needed to happen? <laughs> it's also the word a mistake that I agree with you. Like I'm not a fan of it, but it's, it's a part of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when it comes to manifestation, this is where people get kind of confused. They, they um, get so ego focused on it from the mind place that they're going to control what comes to them. And if it doesn't come the way they think it's supposed to come, then it didn't work or it's, they're not able to do it or something's wrong with them. But 
that's not how manifestation works. It's energetic. It's your soul's calling it to you. And you might from an ego place, think it doesn't work, but from that soul level, it's exactly what's next for you. It's exactly bringing you forth. Yes, 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 yes. To everything <laughs> you just said. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay. So take us to the next part of your journey. I'm just, it's so enjoyable and helpful for people to just see all these learnings and insights as you've gone forward. Yeah. I also, before I go to like the, my, my next personal journey, I want to tell you that in a year, so I worked for that company for almost two years and in the end of closer to the end of the second year, the results that the company created, I can't even like explain it. There's like some financial things that I can't particularly like give you the numbers, but the profits went way up, (laughs) right? The, um, the teamwork, like the collaboration between people, the way the leadership team members communicated with each other. I taught everyone I could that their story, that their thoughts influence, like create their emotions and create their feelings. And I remember one of the people on the executive team, oh, to mention, after seven months working there, I was promoted to be part of their executive team. I was given a title of chief people officer and I got a 20% salary raise. And yeah, I got another like raise a year later. So that's just to let you know what's possible in terms of the results when you believe in yourself. Yes. There is a return on investment in belief. (laughs) Yes. So that's, that's an important point. And, you know, and I remember like one of the people on the executive team said, there's one thing we learned from Maria that's like changed my mind and my relationships and my entire life forever. It's that it's my story that's creating my feeling, that's creating my action. It's like, that was, it was such an, so I like, I I transferred the knowledge, right? I paid it forward that people were like, wow, this is mind blowing. Oh. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know even the full extent of how far the the reach goes, but yeah. that's, that's what coaching can do. And that's what you showing it powerfully and authentically in your own self and your own truth can do. Absolutely. Thank you. And you know, it's exactly like you said before, it didn't come without failures and mistakes and me pissing people off. Actually. <laughs> A lot of people, a lot of people off, including my boss. (laughs) And it was worth it. Yeah. What, what in that moment when your boss is furious, what, what allowed you to keep going and stay on course with yourself? Me also knowing that his emotions is not created by me. They're created by his story. Mm. Right. It's not me. It's his story. and then in that knowledge, right, that it's not, it, it's, it's, it's not about me. I could come from a place of like, okay, either creating a boundary on saying this is not okay, or let's talk about it later, you know, and also helping the other person understand that it's their story. And w- w- what is the story? That's w- what is coming up for you right now? We also had that kind of relationship where like 
I was coaching him, right? So yeah. I could also ask those questions saying, okay, so what's coming, what's coming up for you? What, what is the story that's running through your mind? Yeah. Because I wasn't making his reaction mean anything about me. And, yeah. that, mm-hmm, and that created like the ripple effect, right? Because then it's like, I'm focusing on my vision for the company and the result that I'm he- here to create. And that's, and that's it. And I'm not making the reactions of other people to make anything about me. I have a goal. I'm just going there. Mm, I'm so glad you shared that because often I'm coaching people on confidence and they stop themselves from feeling confident because they're afraid of how it'll impact other people, that other people won't like them, that they'll be being seen as arrogant. They, they think about the negative rep- repercussions, but what they miss is when you're confident truly self-confident from a genuine, authentic place, you don't make it about other people, which actually allows you to help those people, which is what you're sharing. So confidence is the tool. Exactly. Yes. Yes. 100%. And there's some other thought that came to mind right now that I lost. Oh, that, you know, like it's, of course it was messy for me too. Like I didn't always feel confident and I had a goal, right? And I was like, I was evaluating what what's what is my story that's coming up and how can I show up differently next time how can and and what will it take for me like how will I talk to myself when this happens Mm. and that I will be my own best friend I will I will have my own back even if this person who I'm working for is furious I'm gonna have my back yes always I love that Okay, so take us then to to where went where you went next. Okay, so then I was realizing, okay, I think it's time for me to move on from this company. And initially, I thought, okay, so what what would be interesting for me to do? And I always was fascinated by sustainability in general. You know how to create sustainability in the world so how to create sustainability without in our in our environment you know when i was in grad school my research was on recovery from work um and you know also have a background in like wellness and yoga so this whole kind of like idea of balance um was just mm, in the center of my own life and i was trying to make the world more balanced so I thought, okay, so how about sustainable work? This is a really interesting idea. How do we make work sustainable, right? That we can work for work in a way that creates results long-term, right? Not just right now and then get burned out, but avoid burnout and creates results long-term. Sounds great. And um, I decided to start that entrepreneurial journey with creating a summit, which you participated in. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Yes. Yes. And this is a big step to go from a career pay position into entrepreneurship. I mean, that's no small leap to make. I know that now. (laughs) Back then, I didn't know that. Yes, it's your 100% right. It's a big leap. It's a big journey. And I'll talk about it like in a little bit. And because I studied that working on that summit, I was still working in my job. And so 
I was almost done with recording the videos for the summit. It was fun. It was so fun to be interviewing people and getting their insights. Uh, and I met so many cool people, you know. Um, and then, like, I was almost done. And I was feeling like something doesn't feel right about this. I feel like this is not what I want to do. Mm. Did you freak out at that moment? <laughs> or were you able to move through it? I felt very confused. I was like, I'm I'm feeling confused. Like it's I I haven't felt this way in a while. Like I thought I was on my career path that I'm gonna be on for the rest of my life. And that didn't right. So I started talking to people. I talked to my best friend and I asked her, told her where what I'm going through. And she said, Well, I have this coach. Of course, there's coaches in my in my world, coaches and answer to everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have this coach that helps people find clarity. Do you want me to give you information? I'm like, of course. <clears throat> so I had a session with her and we did this like visioning um, workshop. And in my vision, I was leading retreats for women, helping them release trauma from their bodies and create more pleasure in their lives. And I was like, well, I don't do that. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> Um, and she goes, well, do you want to do it? I'm like, well, yes. I just don't know how. And she's like, well, you can figure it out. And I was like, okay. So I, that was the moment where I freaked out. Yeah. Where I was like, it was another identity crisis, if you will. It's like, okay, I have prepared myself for seven years for this career path. And now I want to do this. Um, so it was, to my mind, it was scary and uncomfortable. And at times, you know, did want to, wanted to turn away from it. However, having, having been coached for such a long time and deepening into this work, like I cannot lie to myself. Yeah. I cannot lie to myself and say, I'm going to forget about this thing that I've just realized I really want to do. It doesn't feel good. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I, get, I get to surrender to this, no, to this knowing that's coming through and trust that somehow I'm going to create this. <clears throat> so that was... Um, I think it was January. And so I started, I, I left my job, I launched the summit, still finished the summit, launched the summit, you know, um, people watched the summit and I took some time off. I remember I left my job and I spent like three weeks doing absolutely nothing other than nourishing myself through like meditation and connection and physical activity and dancing um and then things to sl- slowly like having had that relaxation experience i feel like my mind and body needed it to reset and then i started having ideas coming through you know it's like what what can it look like and i was like well maybe i can have like a monthly free dance event for women. And I started doing that. It's like, okay, see, women are coming to dance with me. Great. (laughs) 
So it was like one small step at a time, trying things on until uh, it was also signed up for like a 12 week coaching program at that time. Okay. I forgot to say about that. There's always coaching involved. (laughs) Forget about that. um, I'm hearing coaching, but I'm also hearing connecting inward your, that soul, that inner voice. That's also a consistent theme that seems to be coming up through this. Yes. Yes. And you know, coaching is a vehicle for that. Mm. And also choosing coaching through that, because I believe, right, there is many amazing coaches and it's trusting yourself that at this time, this is the person who has something for you, who has the message for you and like trusting yourself that I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Even if to the mind, sometimes it doesn't make sense. There's like a deeper knowing that is like, I want this and I want it with this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so for anyone who's on the fence about whether or not to do coaching, what, what would you tell them? Do coaching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it's, it's Next a, it's question. A yeah. <laughs> it's a no brainer. Do coaching because. I know definitely for me, I used to feel a little bit of shame around getting support. I had this idea that I need to have all of this figured out by myself without any help. And, you know, I like I'm smart enough to figure it out all by myself. <laughs> and I'm not. I, I mean, it's um, no matter I feel like no matter how smart you are looking in your own brain and it is more difficult than looking in someone else's brain. You know, I am coaching people now and I have a coach because there is like, we, I'm evolving all the time. And so I feel like my consciousness is expanding and there's always parts of my consciousness that I'm not seeing, that I'm not capable. I, I can't right now touch on my own. So it's very helpful to have someone who has an outside perspective and sees better. And particularly also has like the offering for you that you're seeking right now. Mm -hmm. Now you're helping people create confidence. I help people create pleasure. So it's like, what do you want? Yeah. And that's such a question. What do you want? And that's where Looking within, trusting yourself, getting out of the mind, back into that soul is so helpful and so important. Yeah, absolutely. And so one thing you were sharing too was you didn't quite know how your your business was going to come to be, but you trusted and you took a step and you took a step and you you went to what was fun, what was pleasurable. You you went in that way. And so for anyone listening, you don't need to know the end. You don't need to even have an idea of what it looks like. It's so much out there with vision boarding or with figuring out what you want. People think like you have to get super specific. Otherwise you can't create it. That's not necessarily true. You can be free. You can be flowy. You can look and look really just for the, how do you want to feel? And you can let that be enough to guide you. I think that's the key. That's what I found. The feeling is the key, right? When, when I had that visioning session, right? It's like, it was really about how am I going to feel when I do this work, when I teach, when, when I hold retreats, when I work with, with women and help them heal their sexuality, how, like, how will I feel? And I felt like gratitude 
and passion and contentment and um, connection. And it's, it's, it's the feeling, right? And then you let the feeling guide you to the how. Mm, say more about that. Yeah. So in, in my process, right, how I was getting to like, how do I create this business? And what, what even, what is even this business? I don't even know the name. Yeah. <laughs> it was about, you know, having this like in the body aha moments where being present with myself and something comes into my awareness, something comes into my experience, such as an offering, like my mentor invited me to come to retreat. Uh, and I was, and it felt like, yes, I want to go to that retreat. And I went and in that retreat, what happened, I actually had an experience of how do you, how do I do that? How do I help a woman release trauma and um, activate pleasure in the body? I didn't know how to do that before, but because I trusted trusted my own internal guidance that there is something there's this yes like yes to this experience and I followed it I was able to receive what that experience had for me Mm -hmm. which is more clarity on my journey and how I help people um so it's oh no go ahead no so it's I just wanted to summarize that it's like trusting in the feeling was like yes I'm going there Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who, who wants to do that, but feels like they don't hear a, anything? I would say, I think the key in that, on that uh, step is mindset work, understanding your thoughts, mm-hmm. because that is definitely where it's like the, understanding the thoughts and understanding, um, I would say, in my experience, it's, it's more like the energetics, right? Of like, there are thoughts that come from unworthiness. That are, there are thoughts that come from thinking, right? I'm not good enough or having that experience that comes from childhood, of course. And we all know it comes from there that we carry through life. And understanding like... Mm, learning that mindset work, understanding your thoughts and also understanding the emotion that it creates and how that feels in your body. So I think that's like step number one, getting connected to your emotions, to your body and the physical experience. And then underneath that, asking yourself question, like, what do I want? If everything was possible in the world, if I had the magic wand, like, what would I want? And allowing whatever crazy to the mind thoughts to come through. And I think practicing that helps to tune into the energetic and the physical experience of myself. This is what my voice feels like. Mm-hmm. And this is the experience that I can trust. Yes, yes. And as I've gone further into this work, also, what I've found. Some of us have a very thought-focused soul, a voice. Like we actually either hear words or we have these knowings. But for others, it is much more visual. 
It's, it's a scene that they see. It's an image that flashes. And, and for others, it is more of um, a feeling or a physical movement aspect. So knowing your voice, your flavor, and I don't even know if I would call it voice, just your inner essence. Yes. I like that word essence. Definitely. And, and how it speaks to you. Yeah. Like you said, right. There's different ways that your essence speaks to you. So knowing knowing and I, I i think and that's also not trying to like make it right or make it perfect being open to exploring yeah yeah and and you touched on the importance of mindset and i think there's such usefulness to knowing how to work with your mind and what can sometimes happen is we can use that as a crutch and we can use it against ourselves and uh, i mentioned earlier my own um, personal breakdown and that's where mine came from, I was became so focused on the mind that I got ch- almost trapped into trying to control from that place. But there's such thing as your soul thoughts separate from your mind thoughts. And if you're always trying to coach on the, your thoughts and coach yourself out of how you think, you lose sight of the soul. You have to reconnect with who you are, with that soul inside. And it takes letting go. And for me, it did take a, a breakdown of releasing all of who I thought I was and what I thought coaching meant and what it meant to be a coach and letting that go. Oh, I so relate to that, Lisa. Like I also had an experience where I was self-coaching myself so much. I was like, I was gaslighting myself. That's what Mm. I was doing. And I think it was like sometime last year um, that I, yeah, there was like this, I think it was coming from this focus on doing it right and finding that right way, which I think you refer to as control. And so I'm going to coach myself into something (laughs) And, and to my soul, it felt like it's, this is not the truth. Like, yes, I see how it makes sense to my mind, but it's, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Oh yeah. People do this with their jobs all the time. Let me coach myself to feeling good about this job. Maybe it just doesn't fit. Maybe it's not the one. Maybe, maybe there is, yes, you can make yourself feel a little better through your mind, but also listen to that soul, which I'm hearing your story, just hearing over and over again, how you've listened to you to create what you've created. Yes. Thank you. Yes, definitely. It's like this surrender and trust. And it's, I mean, I I'm still on this journey of surrender and trust. It's like new and new levels are opening up. Um, and I think that that that's the journey. Mm-hmm. So you, you've worked with a lot of different coaches and in different avenues and different focuses for those listening, what would you say is unique or different about my coaching approach for those looking for a coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, what I really enjoyed about working with you is your approach, because what I valued is that your ability to hold space, hold loving space and help me see my thoughts and see my experiences without feeling judged. You know, it's like the energetic that you bring that is very welcoming and creates safety. 
I think it's extremely important. That's also, it's probably no coincidence that I got attracted to you because that's how I work with my class too, because I think that that's, that's important to me to not only be held because I remember like you were holding me accountable and you were reminding me things and you were calling me out on things, but in a loving way that I didn't never felt triggered. Like I felt loved, accepted. I felt safe. And in that container, I was able to relax and see my thoughts for what they are, see my experience for what they are, which are, you know, created by my mind. So I didn't have this like fight or resistance with you that I did have experience having with other coaches, you know? (laughs) So I think that's for me personally, that was very special and very conducive to my transformation that there is growth and support like loving support. And I think that's like for confidence, that's extremely important because it's like you are helping a person build confidence from like your have two pillars for them. You're like, here's where you're going and I'm going to push you and support you. I'm going to push you and support you. And it creates balance. Yes. Yeah. And the foundation of confidence is self-trust. But if you can't trust your coach, or if you're feeling like you have to show up a certain way for your coach to please your coach, you can't trust yourself. You've got to be able to look to you and not feel like you're trying to do anything for your coach. And I think that's why, like you're saying, the energy is so important in those sessions. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, so because your coach is teaching you right? You're learning from your coach how to hold space for yourself. Yeah. And I would also say that I think that I, like, I experience you as, you know, heart-centered, deep, soulful woman. And like, that's important for me too, to like, it's a connected experience of working with you where I like feel connected to you, that it's not only about like the mind or the mindset it's like it deep, it's deep, it's deeper. So I, I think that's very special as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. And share a little bit more for, for those listening and who are interested in wanting to connect with their own pleasure. How do you work with your people and how will someone know? Yes, that's for me. Yes, I would love to. So, um, without getting too much off track so ultimately right my way of working with people is what my business is called pleasure temple because and pleasure temple is the body for me like that's the temple that's the pleasure temple so what i help people do is connect with life force which in my world is experienced as sexual energy, right? It's just life force is sexual energy and it's running through the body. And it's not sexual energy is not just for sex. It's the energy of the universe. It's the life force, right? So I work, I worked until really recently with only women. I also work with men to help them release this social constructs Uh, beliefs that they've encountered throughout life from parents, family, society that prevent them from staying present with that life force. And um, the life force is experienced in the body as pleasure. So ultimately, it's I I teach people how to be present with life. Mm. 
because that is not only does that feel amazing, right? It feels good. It's like, that's ultimately why we came here to this earth for this experience to just be alive and be in relationship with nature and people and with our work. And also that is the way to create results because when you're in the states of presence, you can be in relationship with the reality that is instead of the reality that's made up in your mind, which is not the reality, (laughs) which is back to the story. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And so then it's also a way of creating results in your life that you want through mm, using the body and the pleasure that you experience in the body as the guiding pathway. So I'm going to go where my body is pulling me to when I feel that there will be more of this pleasure. And, you know, I know sometimes people confuse when I say pleasure with like drinking or eating, which is ultimately numbing. I don't refer to that as pleasure. For me, pleasure is experience of being present. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody wanted to work with you, how could they, they find you? They can find me on pleasuretemple.net. I uh, work with clients one-on-one and I also have, I have some free offerings there, which you can download and come to my dance. And I also have um, occasional three-day retreats where those are right for the moment for uh, female identified uh, human beings only. And in that retreat, we actually work on releasing trauma. So we work on like feeling the trauma in the body, releasing it from the body, and then activating the energy of pleasure. So I utilize, you know, coaching mindset um, techniques and also like the ancient tantric practices and, you know, somatic experiencing uh, to um, work both with mind and body in, you know, activating, releasing and activating these energies. So if that sounds like something exciting and you want to, you know, experience that, go to the website and check it out. And I'm happy to connect with you and tell you more. Beautiful. And I love how you bring it back to that. If that sounds exciting, as in getting back in touch with you <laughs> to, to check yeah. in and get that answer for yourself. So anything else you'd like to to add or want to make sure we touch on before we wrap up? I would say that, you know, I also see coaching not only as the tool to change like your personal life or my personal life. It is, I I believe it's um, a new, like it's a stepstone to an evolution of our society. And I think if we all go and get some coaching, like we'll live in a different world because not only we get responsible for our own results, we stop blaming things on other people. We also get in touch with ourselves. And you know, in like all the times that I've been coaching people and I ask them, what do you really want? No one told me I want to do something bad to other person. Like we, when we are outside of that story and we're connected to ourselves, we're like, want to do good things want to help people. We all want to contribute in some way. So that's why I'm such a big proponent of coaching because it's, it's like, it, it helps you be you and you're amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. We need to let go of the judgment. And I hear this with jobs all the time. Well, I need to do this. I should do this. I should feel better about this. I should find a way to make this work. No, you do not have to. You can reconnect with you, get in touch with what you want and use that to guide you forward. And if you're not sure what you want, that's okay. That isn't a new thing to beat yourself up for. It just means take a pause, take some breaths, drop within. And even maybe like you, you shared in your story, you took some time off, like give yourself a rest space where it's safe to hear you, to hear what might sound like a whisper in the beginning, but will grow as you turn your ear to it. Cause it's always there. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing it back to that because it's definitely about trusting yourself as we're not taught that it sounds counterintuitive to the mind because the mind is full of stories, but ultimately it's like you said, the, the trust, the, the inner voice is going to guide you 100% to fulfilling your vision for your life. That's the only way that I've found. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we'll we'll close on that note because it's so powerful for us to remember that inner voice and how coaching can be that vehicle for it. And if you want help with this, anyone out there listening, if this is calling and this is resonating, you can sign up for a free consult with me at beliefseed.com slash schedule. We dive into what's going on for you. We talk through your goals and we map out a plan forward to help you get the support you're wanting and to see if coaching is a great fit for you. So go to beliefseed.com. That's where you can find that. And as a part of my coaching, it's, it's very, um, it takes the mind, but it integrates it with the soul. We, we talk to that inner voice and we tap into that part of us and take that with the mind. Cause you can't just have one or the other. They're meant to work together in this life. And so that's, that's really something that I help my clients with as well. Right. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with soul.